so we don't get fined. My name is David. Sitting across from me is Thomas. Is Thomas. The uh, weird one. The level-headed one, apparently, we have come to find. Which, you know, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, from our international audience. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, welcome back to Here's So We Don't Get Fine. We are back, ready to go today. We have a lot of good stuff. A topic we haven't really talked about a whole lot recently. We're going to dive into. Uh, and then just a couple other things. But before we get into that, uh, we're going to do a little bit of Wikipedia game. This Thomas is, is going to make me look silly. This is again. possibly the easiest one yet. Oh my god. I See, after the Titans one, I refuse to believe you. <laughs> okay, so hint number one. Are yeah. you ready? Yeah. Okay. Hint number one. In 1948, this team won the NBL championship. Is this basketball? Yes. Sorry. This basketball team won the NBL championship. Thomas. We're running out of teams, bro. I don't know anything about basketball. We're running out of teams. Okay. This team won the NBL championship. Yep. Before joining the rival BAA... Basketball Association of America, where they would win five of the next six championships. Nothing about this screams easy to me, so I'm just going to go with a very decorated basketball team in the Boston Celtics. No. Okay. Hint number two. This team made the NBA Finals six times in the 60s, but lost all six times to the Boston Celtics. Dang. Um, man, I should know this. I do know this. It's just eluding me right now. Oh, this is... I don't think this is right, but give me the New York Knickerbockers. It is not the New York Knickerbockers. Man, I know this. This is going to kill me when I eventually find it. Uh, After losing their three-star players to retirement, this team struggled into the 90s before 1996 when they acquired the draft rights to a superstar player from the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, my gosh. Um... This wouldn't be the Rockets, because the Rockets were, like, really good in the 90s, like, before 96. So it wouldn't be the Rockets. Um, another team that was good in the 90s. The Suns? No. I feel like Chris is just screaming right now. In Probably. His car. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this franchise and its, and its success was directly what influenced Donald Sterling to buy an NBA team and move them into a big market. The Lakers? It's the Lakers. Okay. Because he bought the Clippers and moved them yep. to L.A. Huh. I did not know that the Lakers were the team that lost to the Celtics in the 60s. Six times. I don't know what team I was thinking of, but it wasn't the Lakers. Would you like your last, the, the yeah, final Yeah, hint? yeah, yeah. Give final us the last hint. two. Well, that that was that was number four. Oh, okay. Give us the last one. Uh, after the 1974 season, this team acquired three-time MVP Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Ah, yeah. That would have definitely given it away. Wait, who were the draft rights for in 96? Was that Kobe? It was Kobe. Kobe was drafted in 96? Yep. Holy crap. That was crap. the year I was born. I thought he was drafted in 98. 96. Huh. Wow. Uh, I did not, definitely didn't know that. Uh, you could have said this team won five championships with Kobe, and I would have gotten that. I was super worried you were going to nail it after the second hint. No. Trust me. I don't know anything about basketball. Because, like, the Lakers are just so, like, even, like, for people who don't know, like, anything about basketball, they know who the Lakers are, you know? So I was really just worried that that was going to be one of your early guesses as, like, 
had, like the Celtics, you know? Had I known that Kobe was drafted in 96, not 98, then I probably would have guessed the Lakers there. Because yeah. that makes sense. Their dominance started in the late 90s and then obviously into the early and mid-2000s. So um, I definitely would have probably gotten it had I got, not gotten my dates wrong. But Hey, it happens. Uh, interesting. interesting. Uh, Lakers are definitely one of the marquee franchises in in the NBA. Yeah, and that's another dub for you. And, uh, yeah, it is. You know, speaking of things that happen, sometimes we get things wrong. Never. And sometimes we have to retroactively confront that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I would like to apologize. I uh, jumped the gun a little bit last episode with some news about a soccer reporter. Yeah, we. I brought it up. So, it should be... I brought it up and didn't do enough due diligence in my research. So, it really should fall on me. Granted... All right, you can you convince. I me. didn't get as mad. That's as your fault. Uh, fun fact, man. Okay, those of you who don't know Thomas, I feel like everyone who listens does. But those of you who don't know Thomas, Thomas doesn't get mad. Me and Thomas have been best friends for thirteen years, and I've seen him get mad like three total times. I mean, legitimately angry. And it's so funny when you go on a tear. I had to try not to laugh last week because when we recorded that pod, well, make that four times. Because you don't get upset get ever. Ever. And, uh, like, legitimately upset like you were talking about this. But, um, no, like, I, I, first of all, first of all, we'll make the correction. Um, Grant Wall, the reporter who died in Qatar, did get detained for wearing a pride shirt. That is not the incorrect thing. But I then went on to say uh, he was held in detention and that is where he died. Uh, giving much more credence to the idea that maybe some foul play on the side of Qatar, whatever. Um, I didn't outright say it, but it was definitely implicated, and that was that was false information. That I did not do enough research on. I read he was detained, and so I assumed uh, that detention was extended. It was not. He was released. He was reporting in Qatar uh, as it went on. So uh, he was... Released, he reported many games. He was he felt sick. He had taken COVID tests and reported he did not have uh, symptoms. He said he'd been sick for like 10 days. He finally went to a clinic, was diagnosed with bronchitis. And then uh, while reporting on the Argentina game on the sideline, he collapsed. People around him attended to him, and he was pronounced dead. Um, they don't, the official cause of death has still not been stated but it was believed to be some sort of cardiac episode and so um he was a healthy 39 year old so there are still plenty of people speculating but when when you don't know what you're talking about and you just come out and say he was held in detention died in detention it automatically implies things that narrative ought not be implied and so i do apologize i did not do enough research on the topic more has come out since then so i should not have um Said stuff that I didn't was not 100% sure about, so... You should be ashamed of yourself. Still don't know all of what happened. Terrible. Still do not know specifics about uh, the the circumstances around his death. We know he was detained, released, reporting, felt sick for quite a few days, almost two weeks, and then, and then unfortunately, uh, because of a cardiac incident, passed away on the sideline of the Argentina game. So still, still a horrific tragedy... 
Um, he's a guy who's a great reporter, will be greatly missed. Uh, but I, with what I said, it implied things that um, we, we still don't know about. Could be true, could not be true, but the implication itself is severe and should not have been a thing. So I wanted to issue an apology on that uh, and offer a correction. Yeah, uh, and I feel like it's important when we acknowledge, when we, you know, goof Yeah, a little, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and on the tone of sad stuff, we're not going to talk about sad stuff for the whole pod, but there are a couple of notable things, number one being that Grant Wall connection. Uh, and then number two, if you have kept up with Mississippi State football at all this year, you know they exceeded. Good season. Exceeded expectations under Mike Leach, their head coach. I think they went like 8-4. 8-4 and, four eight and four like this yeah. season. And uh, on Saturday, they were prepping for their bowl game that is coming up. Uh, and then on Sunday, uh, Mike Leach was transported to a nearby hospital and eventually ended up in a more advanced hospital and is currently in critical condition after suffering a heart attack. Um, Mike Leach, phenomenal coach. He's 61 years old, way too young. Uh, to be going through this. So just uh, wanted to mention that. Be in prayer, if prayer, good vibes, whatever you believe in, uh, for uh, hopefully a healthy recovery. From what I understand, from what I'm reading, he needs a miracle at this point. Uh, that's exactly what one tweet of those close to him have said. Uh, and so he's in very critical condition. So be in, in thoughts and prayers for him, his family, especially going through it, the Mississippi State football community. And the team. And mm-hmm. Yeah. The team itself, um, great coach, great coach. Again, sad stuff, but it is, you know, relevant to sports, and we wanted to kind of mention that, to throw that out there, get good vibes, positive energy, thoughts, prayers out uh, for Mike Leach. Hopefully he can, you know, survive this and, and make a full recovery, and hopefully those boys will play a good game for him coming up in this uh, in this bowl that they're playing. But Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think uh, that's enough for the sad yeah, stuff. Let's shift gears. I think that and is do, enough. Uh, something that David and I will probably disagree on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So like I said, we're going to talk about something that is not uh, typically what we talk about. We haven't talked about it in quite a while, but uh, we're here to talk about it again today, and that is college football. Just know that my opinion's the right one. Mm. Let's be honest. You Thomas. can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it right. That's not even the proper idiom. Let well, alone your opinion being correct. I'm saying you're wrong. You That's can't even get idioms correct. That's what I'm saying. Uh, no, all no, you no, need no, to know no. about this is I Thomas has to... really dumb takes, and I have the best takes. I just so. wanted to hammer in the fact that you are dumb. I mean, that's fair. I am pretty dumb. I'm just saying. Uh, Sounds like my opinion's right. I'm taking the piss, as they say. Uh, but I do. we're going to talk about the college football playoff. Perfect. There are four teams for now. Pretty soon there will be 12. I cannot wait. But for now, there are four teams in the college football playoff. And so I think... They nailed it. First of all, we need to talk about what we... Like, what deserves to be in those... What what four teams deserve to be in the playoff. That's first conversation. Second conversation, we're going to look at one through four. Talk about who should be in it, who is in it. Uh, whether they got it right, whether they got it wrong. Spoiler alert, Thomas thinks they got it right. I know they got it wrong, but we'll get into that. kind of feels like one um, and two are the same conversation. What? Just saying. It kind of kind of sounds like you just said the same thing twice. How do you figure? Well, one, we're going to look at the rankings and see who we 
think it should be. And then, two, yeah. we're going to look at the rankings and see who we think should be in, where they got it right. Kind of feels like you're saying the same thing. I don't think I said that twice. Well. We'll listen back. I'll prove you wrong. We'll okay. get there. Okay. Uh, but in case you didn't know, college football playoff coming up. The first games are going to be played on New Year's Eve. The next game is going to be played the following week, or the championship will be played the following week. Uh, the top four teams are as follows. Number one, the Georgia Bulldogs. Dogs. Number two, the Michigan Wolverines. Khakis. Oh, they're the Wolverines. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Did you the Khakis? Listen, dude, Jim Harbaugh. What are you? I've never seen him. What not are in you khakis. trying to drive in Boston? I've never seen him not in khakis. You're trying to drive in Boston. Well, Give me my the khakis. khakis. Uh, number three is the Forget TCU Horn Frogs, which is possibly one of the best names in all of college football. Yeah, the Frogs. And then number four, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Eyes. So if you didn't yeah. know, on New Year's Eve, the Peach Bowl will be number one versus number four, Georgia versus Ohio State, and then the Fiesta Bowl will be Michigan versus TCU, two versus three. Uh, it's going to be a good college football playoff, I think, until it gets to the championship. Or uh, TCU will route Georgia. Yeah, sure. Uh, but Thomas looks at this ranking and says, perfect. It's great. It's a wonderful. It's incredible. It is. I think two teams do not deserve to be in this playoff. Two teams? Yeah. Okay. I can, I can make exception for one. Okay. But... Ohio State has no right being in this playoff. Uh, April Fools. What? what? Oh, I just I was trying to beat you to your little punchline. Following that, you'd be like, oh, "April Fools." I was trying to beat you to it, but uh, don't look at me like that. You're wrong. Ohio State <laughs> belongs in this. Ohio playoff. State does not belong in this playoff. Um, in my opinion, in my opinion, Ohio State and TCU, neither one are one of the best four teams in college football, which is what I think the college football slate should be. A lot of it, like, people look at schedules, strength of schedule, blah, 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 blah. I get all that. That's important. But I think you should look at that in importance to how good the team is. Records are not everything. Michigan is undefeated. You can't not have them in there. But I don't think Michigan is as good of a team as Alabama, let alone Ohio State and TCU. But... I can understand for TCU. TCU at least played like five ranked opponents this year. And won. They beat five ranked opponents. It was impressive. Yeah. Ohio State won. Ohio State. And they lost. Got blown out by the only other ranked opponent they played in Michigan. Ohio State has had a horrific, horrifically easy schedule this year. They only played two ranked opponents, and one of them absolutely blew them out of the water. They played three ranked, three ranked opponents. Okay, then okay, I'm, I'm I got confused. They played uh, three. One of them blew them out of the water. They only beat two of them. And did they play Notre Dame? Yeah. Yeah, I would argue Notre Dame never should have been ranked. Uh, that's a fair assessment. Notre Dame wasn't especially good. That's why fifth. I was confused. Especially fifth. Especially fifth. But Notre Dame was never good this year. They lost their head coach uh, who went to LSU. Notre Dame did not, in my opinion, deserve to be ranked at all at any point during the season, let alone ranked number five. And so I would argue they only really beat one ranked team, and the other one they played, team that deserved to be ranked, and the other one that they played, you know, sucked. Or they sucked. They got absolutely blown out by Michigan, this team that they have been their daddy since day one. 
and they absolutely got blown out by Michigan uh, in the game that they played. I forget what they call that game, but um, but let's look at let's Arrival just look at this uh, Ohio State schedule. They play Notre Dame again. Never should have been ranked. They beat Arkansas State. Okay. Toledo. Okay. Wisconsin. Wisconsin's generally a good team. Rutgers. Oh, y'all couldn't see. I gave Thomas a stanky, uh, a, a, a stanky eye. That was that was. Sass. Wisconsin is not good. Uh, Michigan State, Iowa, Penn State, Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland. Uh, Penn State fell far below expectations this year. Not nearly as good of a team as they should have been. A lot of people thought. Um, they were going to be a much more competitive team, and they weren't a horrible team this year. I'm not like Penn State was not a bad team this year, but uh, that win to me is not crazy impressive. More impressive than the rest, obviously. But then Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland, Toledo, Rutgers, like they didn't play anybody good, and then the one good team that they did play, they get absolutely demolished by. But that team is a top three team. Meanwhile, Alabama. Who's a great... Yes, let's look at their schedule. Who's a great team. Alabama... Utah beat, State. Beat teams like Texas. Barely. Arkansas. Texas A&M. Mississippi State, who we just talked about. Texas a and is not an impressive victory this year. Maybe not this year. That's fair. O- o- Ole Miss. And then the Iron Bowl, which is always a close game. Auburn, notably going 5-7 and seven this yeah, year. Yeah, no, Auburn's not good this year, but it doesn't matter how good Auburn is. It's always a close game. Okay, so... And they blew him out this year without their star quarterback in Bryce Young. No, they had Bryce Young back. I lied. Um, but still, they beat Texas A&M without their starting quarterback. Uh, Arkansas went 6-6 six and six this year. Just went on. They were ranked out. 20th at the time. They were really good at the time. Okay. And then they obviously fell off in the season. Uh, and I look, I'm not sitting here saying Alabama has the most impressive schedule by anybody. By any stretch of the imagination, I should say. I'm saying... Their two losses, compared to Ohio State's one loss, one, neither one were blowouts. Both were last-second things. LSU was a last-second two-point conversion in overtime. Tennessee was a last-second field goal after their quarterback or their uh, kicker missed the game-winning field goal. So neither one of those games were bad losses, while Ohio State's was a blowout to a lesser-than team. You- I'm saying Michigan is not as good of a, like losing to Michigan, in my opinion, is worse than losing to Tennessee and LSU. That's SEC bias. No, it's not. Yes, it Thomas, is. Thomas, when the SEC David, is so much more of a David, dominant conference than all the other conferences, that's okay, not bias. Because, that's fact. Just because the SEC is generally... Generally my foot. Look at this season. Look at, Exactly. Look at this season. What do you mean? What do you mean? Okay, you You're team, telling me the SEC is, is not as good as the Big 12. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the SEC this year is not as good as the SEC has been in the past. I don't care about the past, Thomas. I care about this season. What was a better conference, the SEC or the Big 12? Okay, what was... We're not talking about... Answer the question. What was the better conference? The SEC. They had a deeper team. They had way more teams that are in bowls. They had way more teams that won eight-plus games. The SEC is a much more competent conference than the Big 12. So when the majority of your competition comes from the SEC... Versus the majority of your competition coming from the Big 12, you are facing a significantly better group of competition 
than the other team. That's not SEC biased. That is a fact. The SEC are you done? is far and away better are you, are you done? than the Big 12. Are you done now? I want you to tell me how that's SEC biased. How me stating a fact is, is SEC biased. What's, what's SEC biased is saying that losing to Tennessee and LSU is better than losing to Michigan. That's not that's not true. How is that SEC? Please, I just explained to you why it's true. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee at the time David, had the best David, quarterback in college David, football. Tennessee David, at the time you, had the best quarterback in college football. Welcome to the and David was ranked Sports number three. Podcast. And was ranked number three in the nation. Ohio State lost to number three, Michigan. Yeah, well, Tennessee was ranked three. They didn't end at three. There's a reason for that, and it's called South Carolina. South Carolina, a really good 8-4 and four mm-hmm. SEC team who, at the end of the season, has played really, really good football. Mm-hmm. They've played mediocre football at 8-4 and four is not mediocre football. Listen, a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. That Eight times? make it good. Eight and four is a good season in college yeah, football, yeah. especially in the SEC. Yeah, congrats. They beat Ball State, Akron, UT Martin. Wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong The best quarterback looking, in college football I'm at the at, time I'm also got injured during that game. I was definitely looking at UT's schedule. I'm just saying, Michigan is where they are for a reason. You can't sit Because here, they're in a soft conference. So just because a team's not in a good conference, their perceived goodness should be discounted? Yes. I don't... What? Yeah. That is so ridiculous. That is that is literally SEC bias. Thomas, if I beat you in a race... That is literally SEC bias. If I beat you in a race, mm-hmm. it, does that make me a good runner? No. Huh. If I beat a six-year-old in a game of chess, does that make me a good chess player? No, but these if are... If I beat Bobby Fischer in chess, these, am I a good chess player? Maybe. Maybe he lets you win. I don't know. These are so extreme. Yes, they're exaggerated. They are so hyperbolic. But it's the same thing. You, if if 7 plus 7 is 14, and 8 plus 8 is 16, 8's better than 7. David, according to your argument right now, the college football playoff every year, but this year, should be... Alabama, LSU, Georgia, UT. It should be the best four teams in college football. Well, there's no way to gauge that without every team playing every team. I See, I disagree. When you look at right, strength just of schedule. just throw in SEC teams. I, no, I'm not saying that. Tennessee had that's four losses. Lo- Tennessee what, had three that losses. Like that's what you're saying. Tennessee had three losses. LSU had four losses. They should not be in the college football playoff. I'm not going to sit here and say that Tennessee right now is a better team than Michigan. But in when Tennessee played Alabama, Tennessee was a better team than Michigan. With Hinton, with a healthy Hinton hooker, I think Tennessee would have been a better team than Michigan. I think if Tennessee and Michigan played with a healthy Hinton hooker and a healthy football team, Tennessee would beat Michigan. I think Tennessee is a better team than Michigan. But okay, Hinton hooker, who you at wanna... the time was the best quarterback in college football, was injured. And he's currently injured. Therefore, I'm not saying Tennessee should be in the playoff. I'm not saying right now Tennessee's a better team than Michigan. Michigan's undefeated. You can't move them out of there. But when it comes to TCU and Ohio State, specifically Ohio State, 
TCU had five ranked wins this season. I I can admit that I was wrong about how bad TCU was. I can admit that. I thought TCU was a lot worse than they are. And now I would again argue some rankings with the ranked teams that they they beat. Some of them didn't deserve to be ranked. I would say that, but still, five ranked wins, TCU, I can at least concede that spot to. And again, Tennessee doesn't have a healthy Hendon Hooker. But if Tennessee I, has a healthy Hendon Hooker, I think we we complete the comeback against uh, South Carolina and we're a one-loss team and we would be in over TCU. But we don't have a healthy, a healthy Hendon Hooker. So my only argument is that Ohio State should not be in and Alabama should. Because Alabama's losses were a lot closer and not as bad as Ohio State's losses. Loss. I'm just saying you can't sit here and say that Michigan like like ah you're you're breaking my brain cuz you can't come back. No, because I know, you know I'm right. I know with whatever I say you're just going to say the same argument that it's the SEC and that they're a power how they're the best conference and to a point, again I don't see how you have yet to dismantle that for you, me you know what you just did as I'm like building my point you cut me off and that's just been this entire segment all right I'm done I'm, I'm done until you tell me I can talk again while the don't say it like that that sounds terrible but like while the SEC is typically a better conference than the other conferences, these other conferences still have heavy hitters. And Michigan and Ohio State are the heavy hitters of the Big Ten. Twelve. I thought Big Twelve was uh, Oklahoma. I might have gotten them mixed up. I get them mixed up. Why do we have two conferences named the Big Ten and the Big Twelve? That makes no sense. And there's not even ten teams in the Big Ten or twelve teams in the Big Twelve. It literally doesn't make sense. It's so dumb. Yep, I agree. We can agree on that. I'm rambling. I'm rambling. Your argument, though, to replace Ohio State with Alabama holds more water than shipping off TCU would. Which, again, I conceded. I I will relent on that. Okay. I am personally okay with it because it is one loss versus two, and it's against Michigan, a team who only had one one score game all year. All of their games were blowouts. Every single one. Alabama only had three. Three what? One score games. Okay, Michigan. TCU had six. Okay, TCU played five ranked opponents. Those weren't the one score games either. Sorry. What I, I was about to say, we're not even talking about TCU right You're now. Right. You're right. We're talking about I'll Ohio concede, State, Michigan, and Alabama. I concede TCU at three. I think it is extremely disrespectful to Michigan to say that losses to UT. I, and like, if it if we were looking at one loss versus one loss, one loss to UT versus one loss to Michigan, I would say give it to Alabama because that ultimately that loss was much closer and UT at the time was one of the heavy-hitting contenders. To me, it's the loss to LSU that hurts Alabama. To me, the loss to Michigan is better than the loss to LSU. Because LSU sucks. Can I can I talk now? Oh, David, do you, I didn't say you had to wait for me to give you permission. Yeah, but I said that I would, and then I didn't. But now I am. So can I talk now? Yeah. Okay. Um, LSU at the time 
had won like six straight games. Okay. LSU was one of the hottest teams in football. Okay. LSU was a team coming in with a brand new coach that uh, they were still trying to figure out. And when they figured it out, they were a great team. They were the 10th ranked team when they played Alabama. Okay. Alabama also had a still partially injured Bryce Young. They had lost a wide receiver. And that defense has been missing some pieces as well. Okay. This LSU team was a good team coming into this game. I'm not saying they were great. I'm definitely not saying they were better than Michigan by any means. But they were a good team coming in. And Alabama, again, lost by a crazy fluke. Happens 25% of the time, two-point conversion in overtime. It's not like they got blown out. It's not like this game was a runaway. It's not like Alabama played like crap. Alabama, Alabama, Alabama played a good football team, or a good football game, and just a really, really gutsy call by the coach led LSU to a victory. That is not a bad loss on this record. And Tennessee again was the number one offense in all of college football going into that game, and they barely lost on a. Terrible, terrible kick from a kicker, and then a game-winning kick by Tennessee's kicker. How do you put that on Alabama saying they don't... like? I, again, for me, it comes down to this. I think the college football playoff, when it's only four teams, should be the four best teams in college football. And can you honestly, looking at uh, Ohio State's schedule versus Alabama's schedule... Looking at the demolition that Ohio State faced in Ann Arbor. No, actually it was in Ohio State. I lied. It was in Columbus. You're telling me that you think this Ohio State team is a better football team than Alabama. I'm saying based off precedent, it has to be Ohio State, not Alabama. I disagree. There have because been two lost teams no, no, put no, in no, over no, no. one lost teams in the past. Here's, here's the There thing, have though. been two lost here's, teams put in over one lost teams in the past. Okay, That's we're talking about places like UCF getting snubbed. Not a Power 5 powerhouse in Ohio State. Because say what you will about Ohio State. They have been relatively dominant the last 30 years. I don't think that's right. What do you mean you don't think that's right? I think there have been notable teams, like not just UCF. I think there have been notable teams with one loss dropped to five while like an Alabama or a Georgia with two losses gets in. I would have to go back and look. I didn't do that research, but I'm pretty sure there's precedent for that. But anyway, continue. I do think you are right about that happening, but I think it was the result of like an Alabama playing another SEC school. And like the SEC championship, and they're but like one and two, you know. So like obviously someone's got to lose. But to me, when you open up that argument, so like we know what the parameters more or less is going into the college football season: one loss to a non-power five school or two losses to power five schools. It's very unlikely you're getting in. If we set that parameter of but they're the be- they're the best team. But no one's saying Alabama is not. I mean, they are well, I'm not gonna say the best team, but at least in the discussion Better for, than Ohio State. for top four. Because Alabama's a dynasty and Nick Saban does what Nick Saban does. The thing is, is that you, I feel like you're opening up a box for 
okay, well, what if Alabama had four one-point losses to really good teams? Should they still get in? They're clearly... You can't say what if, though, because they don't. But I'm saying that like that level of thinking, like even though they have two losses, they're the better team. You got to weigh in the results. And Ohio State had a better season. I guess, like, so you don't think it should be the four best teams? I... You think it should be based solely off record? I think... I'm happy I'm not on the committee because if you look at the four best teams, well, okay, like what measures the best team? What measures, like, what if, like, you say we can't use what if, so we have to. No, we don't. We have to to no, explore the flaws in the system. We don't have to do what ifs. We, we do. Gotta, no, we don't. We look at exactly what it is. There are no what ifs. We know what Alabama did this season. We know what Ohio State did this season. And one of them is more impressive than the other. Okay, but what I'm saying is if you put Alabama in over Ohio State, it sets a dangerous precedent. Not as dangerous since they're expanding the playoff, and that is ultimately the correct fix. I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. That is ultimately the correct fix. But until that takes place, because aren't we like two or three years away from that being implemented? Yeah, 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 yeah. It opens up and sets a dangerous precedent for the years before that happens. Again, I I just I disagree. I think there's a pretty evident top four teams in the league this year. I don't think it's that close. Uh, I think it's Alabama, or in order, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, or uh, TCU, Alabama. Uh, I don't think it's close. Like, when you look at Ohio State's schedule, and like you said, oh, what, like how would you even... I think record is part of it, like 40% of it. For sure. But when the difference is only one loss, you have to take into account uh, the teams that they've played. Strength of schedule, ranked opponent wins, uh, how close the games were, quality of wins. And when you look at all that together, Alabama significantly, that 60% significantly outweighs outweighs the one more loss than Ohio State. I would argue with you that while Alabama beat more impressive opponents... The floor of their schedules, and what I mean by that is like the bottom tier teams that they played of their schedules, Alabama had weaker opponents than Ohio State. I would heavily disagree with that. I mean, you, you're you more than welcome to. That doesn't make you right. Uh, Ohio State, like, give me, give me the, give me the, uh, the losses, Alabama's losses that you're talking about. I'm not I'll talking you... losses. I'm saying teams played strength of schedule i'm saying while alabama played better opponents more frequently they also played weaker opponents more frequently see i disagree uh utah state uh, toledo louisiana monroe UL monroe uh, vanderbilt northwestern austin p indiana i would say austin p and indiana do not i would say so you have one uh, Texas A&M was not that impressive this year. Arkansas State. Okay, yeah, that's a fair one. Yeah, no, that's fair. You see what I mean? Like, when you look at the schedule, like, both of them played really bad teams, but one of them also played really good teams. I mean, Toledo went 8-5. and five Again, I think it, it comes down to... Um, it comes down to how we see the college football playoff 
how it should be set. In my opinion, it's the four best teams. Clearly, you disagree. And I think you're wrong. I also think the MVP I also think the MVP is I also think the MVP is handed out incorrectly. I it's in, just in like most sports. It's so, just I like there's not a I definition. Just, I just laid out for you what is the best team. Okay, well it's a subjective definition. I in college football is it really? Like I yes. don't, I don't know anyone. I it do is. not know a single human being who would look at Ohio State and Alabama as they are right now. And say Ohio State would beat Alabama on a neutral site. Well, we live in the South. No one's going to say that. I will. I will gladly call my friends who live in Oregon and ask them. Yeah, let's ask some P and Ws about college football. I don't know what that means. Pacific Northwesterners. They they got Oregon. They know about college football. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got Oregon until Oregon loses a game, and then they're like, "Wow, ah, who's Bo Nix? Marcus Mariota?" I I just don't like. I don't think it's even close. Like I, I, I think that's pretty objective. I think if you polled a hundred thousand people across the U.S., the thing is though, is 90, that... 90, 000 of those hundred thousand people would say Alabama would beat Ohio State on a neutral site. When you look at strength of schedule, quality of wins, ranked opponents, and then uh, bad losses, and then weigh that compared to the record with a difference of one loss. I don't think it's hard. I'm just saying there's not a there is not a clearly unsubjective way to label who is the best teams in the country. Well, that's the same with schedule though. I'm just or, saying, or with record. I'm saying you like, can't label a team the best team without that without that But it's the same with it's record. It's just your opinion. It's the same with record. Why is Georgia one versus Michigan one? I don't know. Yes, you do, because it's very obvious when you look at schedule and when you look at quality of wins and when you look at the eye test that Georgia's a better team than Michigan. I you guess, do know. I guess we're going to find out. You do know. Or I guess we might find out. We'll find out. But you know. I guess, I guess we're going to find say, out. Don't say, I don't know. You do know. No, no one. The you only know. people who know are the people who vote on the rankings. And I don't even, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of confusion in that room about how they do the rankings. Because does anyone know? Stop looking at me like that in these long pauses. I just, look, look, we we have talked about a lot and disagreed about a lot. But even the thought, the inkling that Michigan might be even half as good as Georgia is Why? laughable. Where is this hate on Michigan coming from? Michigan it's deserves not, where they are. Michigan is fine. Like, I'm not saying Michigan's... Evidently, they're not. I'm not saying Michigan's horrendous, but I think if they play Georgia in the final, they lose by 20. I'm just saying, dude. Because of how feels, dominant Georgia it is. It feels like there's some serious SEC bias. I, We'll see. When, when, this, when Georgia wins the final by 20 points, you cannot call it SEC bias. And again, I like, when the SEC is a significantly better conference. And you say, traditionally, look at this year. This SEC year, was much better this year, too, than were, every other conference. I am not prepared to argue this with you, but you can't sit here and say that the SEC was just as good this year as they have been in the last five years. And you can't sit here and tell me that the SEC wasn't better than the Big 12 and the Big 10. That's because I wasn't prepared for that. But I, I do know, for a fact, the thing that I do know is that the SEC this year was not as good as the years in the past. Uh, I mean, 
you're wrong. We're just going in circles. I don't understand. Like, just because they're not as good this year doesn't mean they're not still better. Like, I don't understand why that is, like, such a hill that you're trying to die on right now. I'm not, no, I'm just saying that the, just saying it's the SEC isn't, doesn't have as much clout this season as it has in the, uh, in the past seasons. And that reflected in the college football playoff. Is this, uh, the I, SEC had seven top 25 teams right now. Okay. How many of those teams had eight or more wins? All of them. Really? Yeah, everyone in the top 25 is eight or more wins. Because uh, Arkansas is in the top 25, and they're 6-6. Six and six. Arkansas is not in the top 25. Uh, they're 20th. Uh, Texas is 20th. Are they really? Yeah, I don't know what you're looking at. Right now, in the college football rankings... Oh, that was and when, in the that AP, was, that was when uh, Alabama played them. They were 20th. Yeah, and in the AP top 25, seven SEC teams, all of which are 8-4 eight, eight and four or better. Okay, well... How many were there last season? I have no idea. I'm not talking about last season. I'm not you know talking what? about you previous. Right. I'm talking right. about how You're much right. better just... the SEC is this year You're right. than You're other right. conferences. You know what? You're right. Let's just, like, while we're, while we're rearranging the college football playoff, let's just change it to the SEC football playoff. I mean, that would be more entertaining for sure. For, for you. It, my, my point is, is that it's subjective. Your labels of best are subjective. So you have to look at like, it. You have to look at it through a combination of how good the team played that year and their record. Thomas, this is the equivalent of saying saying Philadelphia is better than Minnesota is subjective. No, it's not. You make my brain hurt. How is that? How is that? How is that different? You have a top three in uh, uh, NFC team in Vegas, er, in Minnesota. This, and a number one team in the NFC. This so it's similar It's similar rankings. I was going to say them versus Houston, but I was like, nah, he'll throw, oh, Houston, not the same. So Minnesota and Philly, how is it not the same? This conversation was supposed to last 10 minutes. How is it not the same? Between Houston and Philly? No, no, no. Philly, the, the comparison of Philly to Minnesota versus the comparison to the SEC and the Big 12. What does Philly and Minnesota have to do with anything? I'm saying, you're saying what I'm saying is subjective. Is it subjective that the Philadelphia Eagles are a better football team than the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. No, it is not. They are clearly far and away a better team. It's not close. How is that subjective? I mean, they're close enough to where it is subjective. It's not like they're sun and moon away from each other. It's not like you said the Houston Texans and the Philadelphia Eagles. That is not subjective. The Texans are clearly better than the Eagles. You're, I, I feel like in your logic, it's just a whole bunch of, it's possible, it's this, it's that. It's not. It's not subjective. The Eagles are a better team. It's simple. The so, SEC okay, is on, a better conference. It's simple. How is that? No, 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 no. Time out. Time out. Why are the Eagles better? Well, one, they have a better record. Bam. But that's not the only thing. The Eagles had a that's really not easy, the only thing. Had an easier schedule than the Vikings. That's I mean, not the, the only better. thing. It sounds like they should be in the that's playoff. That's not the. Even if they haven't only had like, an easier schedule. Like they haven't had better. an easier schedule. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Thomas, what did I just say? 
Record is 40%. There's 60%. I was too busy trying to talk over There's 60% of other stuff. Record's only 40%. The Eagles have a stronger schedule. The, Re- the Eagles have much more... I am not prepared for this conversation. The Eagles have much more quality wins. And the losses the Eagles have faced, one loss, were not nearly as bad as the losses the Vikings have faced. So that's who? I'm going to throw this computer at your face. Like, because, like, technically anything can happen does not mean there are not true statements. Siri, shut it. Just because technically anything can happen. Technically... I'm just saying that it's a dangerous precedent to label teams that are... Label teams as the best... When they do not have the record to back I'm not labeling up. teams as the best. I'm You're labeling, labeling the Alabama. SEC. I'm not saying Alabama's the best. I'm saying Alabama's better than Ohio State. Uh, you said you literally earlier said you cannot say Alabama is not one of the best teams in the country. Saying one of the best is not saying the best. Okay, the best is relative one to of the top four in this the top, context. I think it's pretty obvious. Like it's I'm not just saying, that difficult. I'm just, all I'm saying to David. look at teams, like, you, like technically anything is possible. Sure, technically Vanderbilt could have beaten Alabama. Technically, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying Ohio State is better than Alabama. That's not what I'm saying. I think that might be what you think I'm saying, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you can't put Alabama in over Ohio State because they are quote unquote better. When we do not have a clear enough metric to measure that between two teams who did not play this year. I'm going to remember this. Okay. And I'm going to throw it back in your face the next time you're talking about a team being better than another team. Okay. And it's going to be fun. Okay. Because you're wrong. And you know you're wrong. That's the thing that kills me. I'm saying We've it's had a conversation dangerous... about teams being better than other teams. And never once have you been like, well, well that's subjective. Technically, this team could be better than this. No. You're saying this just for the argument. You and I both know it. You know it. I know you know it. That smirk on your face tells me you know that I'm right. I'm saying it sets a dangerous precedent for the next three years to put Alabama over Ohio State this year. Why? Because Ohio State had the better season, win-loss record. Their rosters are both elite. Win-loss record is not everything, and we have seen that okay, precedent okay, be set their rosters, every single year of the when college their, football when play. When their rosters and performances are both elite, win-loss record is the last thing. But you can look at the win lo- or the performances and see one that's significantly better than the other. In what what avenue? Okay, D- greater where- blowouts, fewer one-possession games. What do you mean? What avenue? Look at point differential. Look at all of it. Alabama's is better than Ohio State's. And again, the quality of wins is important. The strength of those schedules is important. It's more than just rosters. I'm not saying... I'm saying when they're both elite, you're left with the schedule and the What about strength of schedule? Alabama had the 33rd ranked strength of schedule at the going beginning into of the, the season. season. At the beginning of the season where a lot of the rankings were absolutely incorrect. Go back now. I I, I don't okay, know well, how and I have it, but I guarantee you if you go back matter. now. Strength of schedule. How do we quantify strength of schedule if the beginning of the season rankings don't mean anything? Like how can we quantify Thomas? 
please tell the the rankings at the beginning of the season are so vastly different now than they were at the beginning. So how in the world can you look at me and say, what's the how, how can you quantify strength of schedule if the rankings at the beginning of the season don't mean anything? Because they don't. Because they beginning of the season records or uh, predictions rankings mean nothing. We talked about how Notre Dame never should have been ranked at any point during the season, let alone ranked number five. Okay, well, who's putting out strength of schedule reports at the end of a season? That's a beginning of season metric. That doesn't matter at the end of the season. It does when that's when the metric is relevant. No, Tom, when you look at strength of schedule... You're not looking at how they were ranked at the beginning of the season. You are looking at the teams that they actually faced. South Carolina was not anywhere on anyone's radar at the beginning of the season. False. They finished 8-4. and four. False. South Carolina was on a lot of people's radar at the beginning of the season due to Spencer Rattler transferring, transferring there. You remember Spencer Rattler? last last not Not this current season, but the season before that. Projected number one pick going into the season. Quarterback for Oklahoma. Terrible. Started the year terrible. Transferred to South Carolina. All eyes were on South Carolina. Oklahoma was also supposed to be a lot better than they were this season. Texas was supposed to be a lot better than they were this season. A&M was supposed to be a lot better than they were this season. A lot of teams who people thought would be good ended up being bad. So now we can look and we say that team that maybe at the beginning of the year they thought were going to be good, we can look back retrospectively and say, no, they were a bad team. I I just, I feel like, I, I don't think we're going to be able to cover the NFL. I just don't understand why the words that I'm saying are not computing. I feel the exact same way. I relate to how you are feeling because I'm feeling it too. So you're telling me, we should hold in regard higher the strength of schedule at the beginning of the season as opposed to retroactively looking back and seeing how good those teams actually were that they played. In an ideal world, that's a metric that would come out at the end of the season. In an ideal world. Thomas, it's not that hard to look at. Yeah, look if, at the no, records of the if, teams if that there, they played. If there, If there is not a standardized ranking put out it is subjective it's subjective when it's a standardized ranking it's less subjective it, there's more credibility to that by that but like when i like i want the ap to put out a strength of schedule at the end of the year when they have they, a, they have a ranking right now they have a ranking yeah not the top 25 but a strength of schedule ranking not a strength of schedule ranking but they have a ranking what is it ranking then? All all college football teams. So the top 25. Yeah. I'm not talking about the top 25. I'm talking about the schedules. I the I know the AP puts out a top 25. If the if a group like the AP, shoot, it can be the coaches cuz there's a coaches poll that no one cares about. This would be a coaches poll people would care about. Strength of schedule end of the season. Who had the strongest schedule this season? At that point, the strength of schedule has more of an argument. 
Because other than that, it's literally just your opinion versus my opinion. And ultimately two opinions that don't matter. That's all I'm saying. Huh. I just found a strength of schedule ranking at the end of the season. From who? I don't know. Teamrankings.com. Sounds credible. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. You know who has the best strength schedule? Let me guess. Let me guess. The top eight are SEC schools. Uh, no. Only one, two, three, four, four of the top ten are SEC schools. Wow. That actually makes it more credible to me now. Yeah. Alabama had the hardest strength schedule. Of course they did. Tennessee was number two. Texas was number three. LSU was number four. Georgia, number five. Kansas State, Ohio State, Texas Christian, Michigan, Penn State. I don't have talking points. That makes sense to me. I mean... I feel like Georgia's strength of schedule should probably be higher than LSU's, but you know, potato. Po- I'm not ready to. I'm not prepared to, or I wasn't prepared to talk about the strength of schedule for half the SEC teams. I, I just don't like. I think it's a pretty obvious. Like you say, it's subjective, but when you look at the teams. Not beginning of the year strength of schedule, but actually look back at the records of the teams Ohio State beat and Alabama beat. Alabama has a better strength of schedule than Ohio State. I actually have the record. That was something I was prepared for. I I do have the record of the teams Alabama beat. Cumulative record. Beat or played? Played. Played. Sorry. Not beat. Beat is the... a better gauge. I mean, for strength of schedule, though, played would be the better gauge. I guess, yeah, that's fair. Uh, and their schedule, which, like, I will say, I did. I have the record and the win percentage. The win percentage is lower than I thought it would be with the record. Uh, the team, the opponent, Alabama's opponents went eighty-seven and seventy-one. That is a five-fifty win percentage. Yeah. For reference, I included TCU on this because I was I was honestly expecting you to be arguing against TCU. So like, all my prep was for TCU. If Tennessee still had a Hendon Hooker, I would be arguing TCU out, Ohio State out, Alabama, Tennessee. But we don't have Hendon Hooker. That takes into account. Uh, TCU's opponents went eighty three and seventy two, five thirty five one percentage. Dang, maybe I should have been arguing against TCU. What I'm saying is for this supposedly super weak conference. Again, the, not arguing TCU. No, no, but the, the conference. I'm talking conference now. You, The majority of a schedule is based off of interconference play. Do not disturb, bro. It's on do not disturb. What? That's yep. weird. Yep. Anyway, continue. Uh, the win percentage of opponents is not like the gap is not like there. It's point one five, but it's like it's still better. Like again, I'm not saying uh, we've had this conversation. Barely. The SEC is not as dominant as they used to be. It's still a tougher conference. I mean, it's barely like I don't think that's enough to tip. Alabama the scale. also didn't Let play me, any one loss. That teams. is not enough. To or tip, one win teams. That is not enough to tip the scales as much as it does. Well, again, I'm not arguing against TCU. No, I'm talking about the SEC. 
Like, well, just in see, general. But again, I disagree because the SEC is battling the SEC. So wins are more hard-earned. The Big Ten is battling the Big Ten. Wins are not as hard-earned. We're just gonna so keep, you're going to have more wins. Listen, we're just going to keep going in circles. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. This conversation was supposed to be 10 minutes. It's turned into 50. Yeah. We can't keep doing this. I agree. Otherwise, people are going to be like, I'm done with this. It's fun, though. Oh, it's something. I just, I'm, like, you don't make any sense, my friend. You make no sense. We'll ask Chris. Oh, well, we will. We'll ask I'm going to ask everyone who I know listens to this episode. And they're probably going to be like, I turned it off 30 minutes into it because I got bored. But the ones who make it, they're gonna they're gonna settle this and we're gonna come back and tell y'all who won. It's me. It's not gonna be you. It is gonna be me. It's not gonna be you. Did you get Ohio State's record in there? Oh, the record did, of their I, opponents? I wasn't I wasn't prepping for Ohio State. I said that before mm-hmm. I went into the records. I said I was expecting you to argue against TCU, so all my prep was Alabama and TCU. Oh. You didn't say that part. You said you were expecting TCU. You didn't say all my prep was TCU. No, no. I, I, I did. No, you didn't. We can literally we'll listen, listen back. back. We're we'll gonna. Back. We're, we might as well just listen to the whole episode yeah. back. So I can prove you wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we were meant to go over the NFL games as well. We did not. Um, I don't think you guys want to hear us talk for another 40 minutes after I got that. It. Hold on. I got this. Brock Purdy. Good. Yeah. Tyree Kill. Crazy fumbled touchdown. Yeah. Jamison Williams, first catch touchdown. Yeah. Bam, wham, thank you. Jared Goff. Cam. Ma'am. ma'am. It's ma'am. Bam, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. No, I know. I was trying to, you know, mess up the idiom, as you like to point out. Well, I literally pointed that out once. Listen, a toaster's only right twice a day. That's true. Yeah. Is Listen. It? I don't know how you made it to the end of this. I genuinely don't. Thank you. (laughs) I I have, I I am flabbergasted at the shenaniganery that has occurred here today. I mean, it's your fault. My fault. We're being so stubborn and wrong. We are literally going to dive right back into this if we keep doing this. I'm just saying it's your fault for being so stubborn and wrong. Listen, I don't know where you're going. I don't know who you're going there with. I don't know about you. But uh, Ohio State belongs in this. You were supposed to say, here's so we don't get fined. And then I was going to say, Ohio State belongs in the playoff. And it was going to be funny. But you, you messed it up. <laughs> you messed it up. Congrats. Congrats, David. I might have messed it up, but not as bad as the rankings guys messed up the college football playoff. I'm going to throw this. Anyway, I don't know about you, but uh, we're, we're just, just here so we don't get fined. fined.